I said to uh, I said to Andy, I've got um, a couple options for you up here. I can do a sermon, I can do a devotion, or we can close in prayer. I'm just going to do a little devotion because I think what Andy said um, highlights a lot of what I even want to share. And uh, one of the things, he didn't even know that we've been working through, I mean, he knows the fruit of the Spirit, but if you haven't been here, we've been really talking about John chapter 15 and how it ties in with the fruit of the Spirit in Galatian, where, where John, Jesus' disciple, quotes Jesus. And Jesus says these words, Abide, remain in me, and you will bear much. Has anyone been here? Bear much fruit. Absolutely. But it all starts with clinging to the vine, which is Jesus. And the question has been each week, how tightly are you clinging to the vine? And the, and the challenge, I think, in some ways for us, as we think about that, is that some of us might have joy going really well. But when it comes to patience, uh, you don't want to talk about that. Or it's something that when it comes to uh, love, it's a struggle. And the question is then, that you've got to go back to this point of how tightly am I clinging to the vine? So we've worked our way through uh, a number of these fruit of the Spirit. We're not going to go uh, all over each one of them today. But I want to just to remember as you've listened to Andy, as you've listened to the song, even that last song, to ask yourself, how, how close am I remaining in Christ? For some of us right now, we don't, we've got nothing to do with Christ. We're not clinging to Him at all. But for those of us that are followers of Jesus, the question is, how close am I clinging to the vine? And how much of those fruit of the Spirit that you can see lifted there in part of our series is under your skin? Because when it's under our skin, it's in, the, in us per se, it's in our DNA, it will then come out. The challenge is there. And we, we want to focus just really briefly this morning on goodness. We're always looking for good things, aren't we? We're looking for what's good. My best mate at the moment, he's in, he's in Manly. He's, been, he's going to be in Manly for a month. And every day for the last two weeks, he sent me a picture of him drinking coffee at a different cafe. He's done this three weeks now in a row, three times in a day at a different cafe because he is searching for the best coffee in Manly. Okay? I tell you, you're not going to find it there. It's all in Melbourne anyway. It doesn't matter. But he's saying this, this one, this is 88% good. This one's 96% good. I don't know how he works that out, but anyway, I'll leave that to him. He's a bit of an odd unit at times. But, 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 but searching for what is good. We, we want to go and see a good movie. I went and saw, a, I've seen a few movies. I went and saw a movie called Black Panther, and it was good. Some of you are going, does the pastor go and see Black Panther? Yes, he does. Yeah, all right. It's a great movie. We want to see a good movie. But what I might think is a good movie, you go, that's a bad movie. We're looking for what's good. We want to see, uh, as I said, a person with good character. We want to have a good conversation. You know, if, if we're into um, uh, car racing or into the motorbikes, we, we like to follow a good driver, a good rider. You know, if we're, if we're someone that likes the opera, we like to go and find good singers. I meant to find one in opera, but that's altogether different. If, we like, if, if you like chess, you want to follow a good chess player. If you're, if you're someone who's a, 
uh, well, what's another one? A few that I've written down. Chemical engineering. You want to go and find a good engineer, whatever it might be. You like to follow uh, whatever it's good. You, you want to follow what's good. You're seeking it out. When someone's a person of good character, you want to praise them. You know, at this, I'm sure at most churches around the world today, or whenever they meet, they will mention Billy Graham at some point in their message. And, and I thought I would too. He was, he, was, he was a good man. And I came across this quote by a guy by the name of Louis Giglio. And he said of Billy Graham, I'm grateful for the legacy of Dr. Billy Graham while straining to imagine the applause of heaven on his arrival. The tears of joy of the millions saved under the sound of his voice compromise a mighty river in praise of Jesus' name. Goodness. Not only good in the eyes of humans, but good in the eyes of God. Well done, good and faithful servant. Good. Goodness. Goodness. The Bible is filled with times and words and expressions of God's goodness. Page after page talking about God's goodness. You've got your Bibles there. I want to encourage you to just open up to Psalm, Psalm 104. I want to read that to you in just a minute, just while you've got it open there. But um, when you think about the songs that we sing, we, we sing songs about God's goodness. We've done it in the 18th century. We've done it in the 19th century. We're doing it in this century. They're, they're different beats, but they're no less songs. Just to give you a heads up, some think, well, we should sing back like in the 1800s or whatever. No, no, no. It's, it's the focus that I love about the songs from the 1800s to the songs that we even sung this morning are about God's goodness. Good, good Father. How great thou art. Goodness, the goodness of God, blessed assurance, wonderful Jesus, you are good, you are good to me. We see it time and time again through scripture and I just want to encourage you this morning with just a few little thoughts here. Knowing God is good, knowing God is good, we are called to be good also. If we sit here this morning and we say, yes, I follow Jesus, I'm a committed follower of his, there's a call for us to have goodness under our skin then flowing out continually. So there's God's goodness and there's yours, your goodness. You know, we, we think about God and his goodness and we could talk forever in a day about that. When I think about God's goodness, I... There's a number of things that I've put in my notes and I don't have time to, to go through it all. But one of the things as I think about God's goodness is how he, in a sense, stooped down to us. That reveals God's goodness to us. That he came down to us. That he stooped down. And we see that in a number of ways, but he does it in two ways that I just think are really amazing. One is in creation and the other is in redemption. We see it in creation. If you've got your Bibles there, I just want to read this to you because it's not going to come up on the screen. But I just think this is just one of the more most powerful passages uh, that, that, that reveals God's goodness. Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty. The Lord wraps himself in light as with a garment. He stretches out the heavens like a tent 
and lays the beams of his upper chambers on their waters. He makes the clouds in his chariot and rides on the wings of the wind. He makes winds his messengers, flames of fire his servants. He set the earth on its foundations. It can never be moved. You covered it with the watery depths as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains. But at your rebuke, the waters fled. At the sound of your thunder, they took flight. They flowed over the mountains. They went down into the valleys to the place you assigned for them. You set a boundary that cannot cross. Never again will they cover the earth. He makes springs pour water into the ravens. It flows between the mountains. They give water to all the beasts of the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. The birds of the sky nest by the waters. They, they sing among the branches. He waters the mountains from his upper chambers. The land is satisfied by the fruit of his work. He makes grass grow for the cattle and plants for people to cultivate bringing forth food from the earth. Wine that gladdens the human hearts, oil makes their faces shine, and bread that sustains their hearts. The trees of the Lord are well watered, the cedars of Lebanon that he planted. There the birds make their nests, the storks has its home in the junipers. The high mountains belong to the wild goats, the crags are a refuge for the hyrax. He made the moon to mark the seasons, and the sun knows when to go down. You bring darkness, it becomes night, and all the beasts of the forest prowl. The lions roar for their prey, and they seek their food from God. The sun rises, and they steal away. They return and lie down in their dens. Then people go out to their work, to their labor until evening. How many are your works, Lord? In wisdom you made them all. The earth is full of creatures there is the sea, vast and spacious, teeming with creatures beyond number, living things both large and small. There the ships go to and fro, the Lavinians which you form to frolic there. All creatures look to you to give them their food at the proper time. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are satisfied with good things. When you hide your face, they are terrified. When you take away their breath, they die and return to dust. When you send your spirit, they are created and you renew their face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. He who looks at the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will praise to my Lord as long as I live. May my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord. But may the sinners vanish from the earth and the wicked be no more. Praise the Lord, my soul. Praise the Lord. What a passage of Scripture. If that puts you to sleep, you need jumper leads into you. <laughs> Seriously. What a Scripture for us that just revealed the amazement of God's creation, His goodness in creation. Sometimes I think we can actually forget just how good God has created this earth. But I'm also reminded, of course, that as much as there's the goodness of what God has created and that we've just read that the psalmist wrote, we also are aware that we have the fall. The, the, this world is full of imperfectness. You know, just in the Herald Sun just 
on Friday when I was reading the headlines at a time. There was Barnaby Joyce situation. There was also the situation in Syria where the UN has described it as hell on earth. We, li- we live in a fallen world. Which then leads us to this second point of the goodness of God in the realm of his redemption. Through Jesus and his death on the cross and his resurrection. How Jesus, in a sense, stooped down to earth with his goodness when he sent Jesus into this earth. And he came. And even as Andy was singing his death and his resurrection and what that means for us today. We see that through his life. We even see that through his life with his enemies. Even as he hung on the cross. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The goodness of God, even as he hung on the cross. And because of that, that goodness, we can enjoy. We can have new life and enjoy the goodness of God. You know, it's Peter at the end, at the beginning of chapter 3 in Peter 1 where he says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Enjoy it. Enjoy his goodness. The Lord is good. May it not become ho-hum for us. It's one of the essentials for us as followers of Jesus that we know that God is good. Which leads us then over to a practical side of it. What, what does that mean then for us? What does it mean for us? If we know that God is good, what does being good then mean for us in light of who God is? Well, hopefully as a follower of Jesus we go, well, if that is the case of who God is, may that be true for me also. That, I, that I'm known as, as, as good, that there's goodness in me. That's part of my character. You know, when we can say to people, are you a good person? I think most of us go, no, 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 no. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good. I'm not good. Because in some ways we think about even what Paul wrote in Romans 5 when he said these words, I know that nothing good lives in me. That is my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what's good, but I, but I can't carry it out. But yet on the other side, we would say, yes, I am good now because I've got Jesus in my life. And, and he's planted goodness in me. The challenge then for us is then to water, to cultivate it, to sow it deeply into our DNA so it then will come out, which then comes back to drawing our souls closer and closer to the vine. Let me give you three things here as we finish up that I think we need to consider that goodness as it flows out of our life and, and these come out of the Bible. You must be good to all things that God has put under your care. This is really practical stuff. But be good to all the things that God has put unto, under your care. For some of you, you've got more than others. Don't, don't line yourself up with others. Be good to the things that are under your care, your property, your finances, your talents, your vocation, the, 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 the aspect of creation that God has given for you to even look after. The call for us 
is to be good stewards of what we have. Be a good steward with all that you have. When we talk about the good life, you said to a person down at Eastland a bit later, say, what, what do you think the good life is? I'm guessing they probably would say, well, I wouldn't mind a new car, holiday home, TV in three or four of the rooms of the house maybe, low mortgage or no mortgage. Mainly it falls under stuff. What's the good life? Good life might be to be happy. But what about the good life that, that God wants us to live? The goodness life. Making decisions that are in line with the goodness of God. I'm always fascinated by how when people are in crisis or going through tough times, they are always led to people who, who've, who, are in, who are good people or in good situations. I've never really found anyone that's in a crisis and goes, I'm going to go and find someone else who's in crisis and their life's all messed up. They say, no, I want to find someone who's, who's got goodness in them, who's got the characteristic of goodness of Christ in them. The good life comes through good stewardship of all the things that God has given to us. That's goodness. But be good, second of all, to all, all people. All people. You know, sadly, uh, we might have heard it here maybe uh, recently, I think. But when, when, not even David that said it, that when people, last week, when people think of the church and Christians, they think judgmental. Now, that just breaks my heart. Now, we can all nod our head, oh, yeah, that's so true. But, but that might be true of you. So maybe just be a bit careful of nodding your head. Goodness takes away judgmental out of our life. You know, when, when I go to the gym, I like all sorts of music. I'm not going to reveal all of it to you. But, but I love some rap music, okay? Just all right, so... And there's a guy who sings his name's NF, all right? I'm more than happy to give you some of his music. For some of you, our friendship could be over. But anyway, <laughs> but one of his lines is this. I found Jesus in the church, but I found to judge in the church too. And I'm in the, church, and I'm in the gym and I'm working and I hear that all the time. It just breaks my heart. Goodness is missing if you judge people. If you've got an issue with being judgmental, you have an issue with goodness missing under your skin. You will come into contact with all sorts of people. There will be people who are atheists. There will be people of different religions. There will be people of different smells. There will be people who have different views than you do. There will be people that like hymns. There will be people that like loud music. There will be people who like NF. All sorts of different people. 
which many times may be opposite to you, what your view may be. But a person that's got goodness under their skin that then comes out is someone who does not judge people. But rather we are good and accepting and welcoming of all people. Because I just go back to the Bible and I read the life of Jesus. My Bible says that Jesus welcomed, embraced all sinners. You know, one of, one of the things that happened last Sunday, which was just um, great, I want to share this with you, is I was one of the last to leave and there were a few of us just packing up and this guy walked into church literally in army fatigues. <laughs> that, you're meant to go, ooh, okay, but anyway, I'll go, ooh. Because people walking into a church in army fatigues is probably a little different. And I had all sorts of my thoughts going through my head in within 10 seconds. But anyway, it was a guy just uh, doing it tough for whatever reason. And um, homeless guy just walked in and he just wanted a drink of water. And for the next 15 minutes, I experienced a number of people in this church responding to this guy in some of the most generous and good ways that as a pastor, you go, I'm so glad that I'm the pastor of this church. So proud of the people here. Because that, that wasn't me saying anything. That was just an initial reaction. That's what I want to do. I want to help. All people are to be recipients of your goodness. Last one is this. And this might seem really strange as a last one. You'll be going, oh, well, of course it is. But we don't always get this one too too right. Be, be good to fellow Jesus followers. I believe goodness starts in the church of showing it to one another. So many times within the church we can eat our own, we do bad things to one another and people come and go, well, I don't like that. I, I think this is such a key thing for the church. If we really want to go out and do what Andy was even talking about and challenging us about, it starts with us being in a place where, where there's a sense of goodness to one another. You know, the church is a wonderful place. I love the church. It, it's an opportunity for, to do so many great things together. And, and they're, they're the results that come out of what we do together have eternal ramifications. Great eternal ramifications but I want to encourage us with one another to extend goodness to each other in some of the most practical ways but sometimes in the most deep ways when it's really hard may, may this church be one where there is love for one another where there is serving for one another where we are good to one another where we in a sense even stoop down to one another when we need to and we're not doing that in a negative way, we're doing that in a positive way, just as Jesus stooped down to us as he showed his goodness to us. It's the fruit of goodness under your skin, both inside and outside. Let me pray.
God, we, we acknowledge that you are good. We thank you that we can read that through, through your goodness in creation. It's just incredible as we think about it. Your creative hand. We see your goodness through sending your son Jesus into this world for us. Through your redemption. And these are just two ways that express your goodness. We thank you for what that means to us. We acknowledge that you are a good, good father. You, you have been and we continue to be good to us. We want to praise you for your goodness. I pray that we would not become as individuals, but even as a church, ho-hum about your goodness. Though even when we say the words, God is good, they wouldn't just roll off our tongue in just an everyday way, but it would, there'd be such a depth for us as we say those words, God is good. We believe that, that you are, that you are good. And I pray for us. I pray for each individual here. Firstly, those who would say, yes, I'm a follower of Jesus. That there be goodness that flows out of their life. That would start on the inside and then flow to the outside. That this church would be filled with people who are, who are good to each other. That God, that we would also not only be good to one another, that we would be good to any person that we come in contact with. Even those who have different views to us, those who, who might disagree with so much of our life, even those who hurt us, that we will continue to be good to them, knowing that you are good to us. Finally, God, I pray for us here that we would be good carers of all that you have given to us, that we would be good stewards. Lord, I pray for those who are here right now who are yet to accept you into their life, who have chosen not to follow you at this time. I just pray that they would know that you love them, that you sent Jesus into the world for them, that they are so precious to you that, that Jesus came into this world and he died and rose again so that we can have life and life eternal with you. But you've given us, through your generosity, to make that choice, to follow you or to deny you. Which again reveals to me your goodness to us. And I just pray for each person here that's yet to make that commitment that they would, they would weigh that up. My prayer would be that they would make that decision to follow you. But even through the songs we've sung, even through the words that I've heard through Andy this morning, that they would be able to leave here knowing this truth, that you love them so very much and that they are so precious to you and that you want to be in relationship with them. So God, we thank you for your goodness every moment of every day. We pray this in your precious name. Amen.